Good morning. Today we will discuss possible outcomes of former US President Donald Trump's impeachment trial in the Senate that began 2 days ago and for the first time in the country's history is trying a president who has already left office. We will then revisit the situation in Myanmar where protests against a military coup has now turned violent. And finally, we'll examine India's potential as a driver for global energy demand growth. Today is Thursday the 11th of February. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Egomonk. On Tuesday, the 100-member American Senate voted 56-44 to create impeachment history in the USA. Former President Donald Trump is the first ever US president to be tried for impeachment at Senate after having left office. Mr. Trump is also the only US president to have been impeached twice by the House of Representatives. The Senate had acquitted the former president in his 2020 impeachment trial for obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. And despite the Democrats having increased their number in the 100-member upper house, it is widely being expected that Mr. Trump will be acquitted of charges of inciting insurrection. An impeachment trial is aimed at removing a president from his office and cannot try a politician on criminal charges. As Mr. Trump has already left office to be replaced by Democrat Joseph Biden Jr., the Senate trial is being seen as more of a symbolic gesture, although a conviction could bar the former US president from running for any political office in the country ever again. On Tuesday, the trial began with Democrat lawmakers playing a graphic video of the January 6th Capitol Hill violence that led to Mr. Trump's second impeachment. Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, who's leading the nine-member prosecuting team, argued that the former US president spent two months inciting his supporters by challenging the November election results, calling it fraudulent, leading to the January 6th violence. Mr. Raskin did not hold back his emotions as he recalled how the violence terrorized people in the US's parliament building. They thought they were going to die, he said. Mr. Trump's defense lawyers, who have been ridiculed by several members of the legal fraternity for their opening statements, maintained that the proceeding was unconstitutional as Mr. Trump was no longer president and as private citizen, the US Constitution did not allow room for impeachment proceedings. The former president's lawyers, David Cohen and Bruce Castor, also argued that the president's speeches were him exercising his right to freedom of speech and in no way encouraged violence. The arsonists who stormed the Capitol Hill building on January 6th were acting on their own accord, they said, referring to an FBI investigation that revealed that the violence was a result of weeks of planning. Notably, Donald Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives a week before his scheduled departure on charges of incitement of insurrection by addressing thousands of his supporters before the Capitol Hill violence unfolded. January 6th marked the worst security lapse in the USA in several years, and a lack of action on it could jeopardize the country's democratic proceedings. Hence, despite being tried after leaving office, Donald Trump's Senate trial would have a profound impact on his political career. If found guilty, US parliamentarians could call for a vote to bar Mr. Trump from holding any position of political office under the US government. However, his impeachment, two-thirds of the 100-member Senate would have to vote against him. That would require the support of at least 17 Republican senators. On the first day of the trial, only six Republican senators had voted against him. Meanwhile, Democrats will hope for a speedy trial to allow room for President Biden to implement legislative reforms to bring the US out of its COVID-induced economic turmoil. Moving on to some political development in the Asia-Pacific, protests against Tatmadaw, Myanmar's military unit, continues to escalate despite a violent crackdown by security forces. The Tatmadaw's decision to use rubber bullets and water cannons to disperse protesters have not stopped thousands from hitting the streets in all major cities across the country. On Tuesday, the country saw one of the most violent crackdowns by the military-led junta, shooting rubber bullets at protesters in Napaito and injuring hundreds in all major cities including Yangon and Mandele. On February 1st, the Tatmadaw had detained several civilian leaders in the country, including President Win Mint and State Council and de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi before declaring a year-long emergency in the country. 
The military called the coup necessary to ensure fairness in government functioning, alleging that the November elections that saw Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy win with a sweeping majority was rigged. Senior General Min Ong Lang, who led the coup, defended it on the face of ongoing protests by saying that the army would hold elections and hand over power to elected officials. However, thousands, including several government workers and health officials such as doctors and nurses, continue to protest despite increasing warnings from state police officials. The situation in the country continues to become more tense and the junta government has imposed curfew in 90 townships across 30 cities, as reported by the Myanmar Times. Following the crackdown and warning to protesters, the Tatmadaw may increase pressure on citizens to accept its verdict of considering the November elections null and void. The situation has raised global concerns as it allows China to make the country a stronghold in the Asia-Pacific, taking it a step closer to achieving its BRI dream. Barring China and Russia who continue to observe the situation from a neutral standpoint, all major economies have condemned the coup and threatened stern action against the military government. New Zealand became the latest such country to take diplomatic actions against Myanmar. Calling for the world to strongly condemn the developments in the country, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced the suspension of high-level military and political contracts with Myanmar last Tuesday. However, Ms. Ardern clarified that her country's aid programs in Myanmar worth about $30.5 million will continue with safeguards. Moving on to some news about neighbouring India, the International Energy Agency said in its India Energy Outlook 2021 report, released last Tuesday, that India's energy expansion would make it the world's third-largest energy consumer after China and the USA by 2030. This would in turn make the country accountable for 25% of global growth in the demand for energy. The IEA report observes that India, which is expected to grow into a $8.6 trillion economy by 2040 under its present fiscal approach, will also see a sharp increase in oil requirements as the rapidly expanding economy looks to cater to its rapidly increasing energy requirements. According to the report, the country's oil demand would be around 8.7 million barrels per day and its refining capacity 7.7 .7 million barrels per day by 2040. A part of the report read, quote, India's continued industrialization becomes a major driving force for the global energy economy. The projected statistics indicate a crucial time for the government towards enacting sustainable policies to cater to the country's growing energy needs, and executive orders aimed to subsidize renewable energy sources may open a massive market for companies dealing in the same. India, a signatory of the Paris Climate Accord, presently depends mostly on thermal energy and has the fifth largest coal reserves in the world. The IEA in its report stated that India is in a unique position to pioneer a new model for low-carbon inclusive growth, which if done will show the way for, quote, a whole group of energy-hungry developing economies by demonstrating that robust economic expansion is fully compatible with an increasing pace of emission reductions and the achievement of other development goals. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune in to Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomonk helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomonk.com that is i-n-s-i-g-h-t-s dot e-g-o-m-o-n-k dot c-o-m to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomonk.com.